Hey, how are you all doing? We had, a, um, we had a good morning this morning. It was a bit of a crazy morning. It's my little girl Emma's second birthday today. She's turning two. Yeah, there's, a, um, there's some pictures of her. She's our um, little ray of sunshine, bundle of energy. She's a whole heap of fun. She's, um, yeah, she's just neat. We really enjoy her. And so she was two today, so we got up and we sang happy birthday, and she was really cute. She, we'd say happy birthday, and she'd go, to me. <laughs> It was really gorgeous, and um, yeah, opened some presents and did all that, and then came, got ready and came here. So it was a good start to the day. But this morning, um, I want to share a message that I feel that God's placed on my heart for us, and it's interesting, actually, um, Sam and Pastor Kathy have already sort of alluded to some of the things I'm going to say, and um, you know, as Kathy just told us, in this exciting season that we're in, and it's such a God season, and it is so neat, of acceleration and expansion and all that God's doing, there is that challenge for each one of us to step up as well. So I've titled this message, Uncomfortable. And the word uncomfortable makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable. I don't know about you. Um, I hate being uncomfortable in any way. I love being comfortable. Comfortable is like one of my favorite things. And that's why I've brought my hoodie with me today because this is my comfy top. And um, <laughs> if you see me in winter, every morning I get up and I put this top on and every afternoon after I've been out, I put this top on. And if you were to come home and, and pop in randomly on us, if it was winter and it was cold, I'd be wearing this hoodie because it's, it's my favourite. It's just my comfy top and I just love it. There's something about it that I really like, but I won't keep wearing it this morning. <laughs> I like the comfort of um, my spot in the lounge, which gets all the sun and when the kids are out or asleep or something and no one's there, I sit down in that spot with my coffee and some food and it's just good. It's my comfy spot. I like the comfort of routine. I love routine. I love to do the same thing every day and every week and if you know me, me, you know that I go for the same walk every single day. That's just me. I like the comfort of routine. I like to stay at home. I, I don't really have any huge passions to travel. I like the comfort of my own home. Um, it's just nice. It's easy and I like it. And, and it's, so it's funny that, that God in his wonderful way would put me with someone who is not like that. <laughs> Sam, he likes change. He thrives on change. He likes to do something new every day and all day. And he likes to go different places and explore different things. And I think if he could, he'd be that catalyst of change. He tries to be that for me. Um, but I guess God in his wisdom knows what we need, doesn't he? And he knows that if we could possibly harness our strengths and weaknesses together, we could be a great unit. We just have to work on that, eh? <laughs> but anyway... Um, We've all heard of that term comfort zone, but I wonder if you've heard of the dictionary definition of that term. Comfort zone means a situation where one feels safe or at ease. It's a settled method of working that requires little effort and yields only barely acceptable results. And when I read that definition, I was really surprised, especially by the part that said, and yields only barely acceptable results. And I thought to myself, man, if I love comfort so much, which I do, I don't want to live a life that yields only barely acceptable results, you know? So I felt really challenged, okay, I've got to start breaking out of this comfort zone. And there's a saying that goes like this, it says, life begins at the end of your comfort zone. And so this morning, I want to challenge us all to step out of our comfort zone in some way. We, even if you are a bit like Sam and you love change, you thrive on change, 
every single one of us have areas in our lives that we're comfortable in and that God would like to shake us up a little bit. And like we heard this morning, you know, it could be that whole area of serving. It could be in your family. It could be at work. It could be any number of things, but we all have that area in our life that we're just comfortable in and God would like us to step out a little bit. But don't worry, it's not gonna be too challenging because this is coming from a girl who loves her comfort. So um, before we get into it, let's just pray. Lord, we thank you so much for the season that we're in as a church. We thank you for our new campuses. We thank you for the growth that we're experiencing, for the presence that we're having, for all that you're doing. And God, I just pray that this morning as we look at your word and as we cheer about you, that you would just speak to each one of us in some way, that you'd touch us and you'd challenge us and you'd just be with us today, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, I want to have a look at Mark chapter 5. You can turn with me there if you like. Um, It's a story about Jesus restoring the demon-possessed man, and I'm just going to paraphrase it a little, and then we'll pick it up in a couple of verses. So the disciples and Jesus, they went across the lake to the town of the Gerardines. And when Jesus got out of the boat, he was met by a man with an impure spirit who lives in the tombs. And he was wild and um, the people of that town sent him up there and they tried to chain him and bind him, but he wouldn't be bound. He kept breaking the chains off and he'd spend his days and nights screaming and cutting himself with stones. And so when he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and he fell on his knees in front of him and he shouted at the top of his voice, what do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? In God's name, don't torture me. And the Bible says that Jesus saw him and he had compassion on him and he asked him, what is your name? And he said, my name is Legion for we are many. And he begged Jesus again and again not to send them out of the region. And they asked if they could be sent into the pigs. And you might remember that then um, Jesus does send the demons into those pigs. The pigs run into the water and they drown. And those tending the pigs ran off and reported this to the town and the countryside and the people went out to see what had happened. Verse 15, when they came to Jesus, they saw a man who had been possessed by the legion of demons sitting there and dressed in his right mind and they were afraid. Those who had seen it had told the people what had happened to the demon-possessed man and told them about the pigs as well. And then the people began to plead with Jesus to leave their region. And I think it's, you know, it's sort of funny to think that they would plead with Jesus to, to go. And I wonder if we'd gone to visit that town a couple of weeks earlier, whether we might have just found a, a quiet little town, quite happy with how things were, happy with their crazy guy on the hills. You know, that was them. It was part of their identity. They were comfortable. And then suddenly things started to get a bit disturbed. Things were a bit shaken up. Why? Because Jesus had come to visit and he'd shaken up their norm and he changed things a little bit and they weren't too sure what they thought of that. Well, they were sure, they didn't like it. And what that story reveals to us about the people of the Gerardines is that their spiritual, condition, um, their spiritual condition wasn't so great and they were concerned about their pigs. They were more concerned about those pigs running off and drowning and the loss that that would cause them financially than they were about the man being delivered, about Jesus coming and setting people free and salvation. They were worried about economic loss and I guess they thought to themselves, man, if this guy sticks around, what else are we gonna lose? What else is he gonna change? We don't like it, please leave. That's what they did. And, you know, it's easy for us to judge those people, isn't it? And think, gosh, you know, what is your problem? This guy's been set free. Jesus has turned up. Why are you not happy to see him? But I was thinking about it, and I wonder how do we react when Jesus turns up and disturbs our lives a little bit? You know, how do we react when 
suddenly our church is expanding. Suddenly we are growing, and because we're growing, the three and four-year-olds have to move into our parent lounge. And if you're a parent, you might have quite liked that lounge. I quite like that lounge. And it's a little bit uncomfortable that we now have to go into the cafe instead of our parent lounge. It can be a bit uncomfortable being challenged week after week to invite someone to church. Tithing and offering week after week can cause us to be uncomfortable. It can cause us to be a little bit disturbed. Other things, you know, at work, maybe someone's pressuring you to do more or whatever. Maybe your husband or wife is getting on your back about some stuff and it could be good things. It can just get all a little bit uncomfortable. And how do we react when Jesus comes and disturbs us a little bit? Being uncomfortable is not always the most fun thing, but you know what, if it pushes us out, it can be the most rewarding thing in our lives. And more than ever before, it is a season that God is on the move in our church, and I'm sure in churches across this nation. You know, something is up, something is happening, there's an excitement, there's momentum. These campuses, that hasn't happened to us before, you know, we've suddenly got Whangarei and Kaitaia, just like that, and it's exciting what God is doing. But as Kathy said already, that means that to keep on going, you know, the leadership, we're going forward and the church is going forward, but you guys, the whole church, have to come with us. We all have to move forward together. And that means that every single one of us have to step up a little bit, have to step out of our comfort zone. And you guys are awesome because, you know, you make this place happen week after week. And Sam and I love being part of this church so much because of you. But it is a season where God's saying, hey, can you do a little bit more? Can you pray just a little bit harder? Can you maybe serve in a different area or encourage someone to serve in a different area or give a little more? Whatever it might be, it's that season where we move from spectators or you know that kind of spectator mentality to very much participation. And that is so much more rewarding and fulfilling because we really do do it together. So it is a good thing. That, ex that experience in the Gerardines wasn't the only time that Jesus made people uncomfortable. In fact, if you look at the Bible, most of his whole life, he did things that made people quite uncomfortable. You know, you look at how he told people off um, for being, you know, for not saying things that were correct biblically. You look at how he told the disciples off sometimes. I mean, let's just think about Peter. And he said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You know, that's got to be a little bit uncomfortable to have been told that. And then there's the Pharisees. He made them uncomfortable by publicly correcting their false teachings. He called them um, wolves, offspring of serpents, and many other unflattering names. Jesus made the people uncomfortable by driving out the money changers in the temple, and he, and he declared that my house will be a house of prayer, but you've made it a den of thieves. He made people uncomfortable by challenging them to give all to the poor and come follow him. He made the disciples uncomfortable by washing his, their feet. He made people uncomfortable by having compassion for and loving the outcasts, the orphans, the widows, the children, those that nobody wanted to have anything to do with, the untouchables. Jesus reached out to those people and that made others uncomfortable. Jesus demonstrated a life that had no comfort zone. Just imagine for a minute living a life of no comfort zone. That's how Jesus lived. He did whatever his father told him to do. He did the complete will of God, even when it led him to the cross. And it had to be pretty uncomfortable for Jesus to leave his place in heaven, leave his place at the, at, you know, beside his father and come down to earth and be born in a stable and live the life that he lived. It was really uncomfortable. 
And Jesus, who has no comfort zones, challenges us to also leave our comfort zone and follow him. Luke 9 verse 23 says, And Jesus said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. And it's not exactly the most comfortable road to walk. But you know what? It's worth being a little bit uncomfortable here on earth for more comfort in eternity because that's where we need to have our focus. And what we do here on this earth in this life does make a difference to where we're going to be in eternity or to what we're going to get in eternity. So I think it is that season where we go, okay, God, what is it that you want me to do? And I know for me that I feel that challenge that God wants me to stop rushing around and being busy all the time and doing, doing, doing and get on my knees and spend more time with him and spend more time reading his word, getting to know him. He's challenging me in that whole area of inviting, to step out in faith and to, you know, to ask people to come along because how else are we gonna reach this nation and our city if we're not asking them to come? if we're not sharing God's love. So to help us get out of our comfort zone, I wanna suggest three things that we can do. And the first thing is to overcome fear and increase in faith. Fear can hold us back in life. It can cripple us, it can paralyze us, and we all have fears. Some people have fear of heights or um, fear of the dark, fear of rejection, fear of the unknown, fear of change, fear of people. Could be all manner of things, but we don't have to let that fear bind us. In 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, it says, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of love, a spirit of power, and a spirit of self-discipline. And I like that verse, I had to say it to myself this morning. And you know what? Faith is the answer to fear. Faith in Jesus. Faith and fear, they don't go together. Faith is described in Hebrews 11 verse one as being certain of what we do not see. And it's the absolute belief that Jesus is working behind the scenes in our circumstances and our lives. Even if there's no tangible evidence of that, we know that he's working. I like this statement, let your faith be bigger than your fears. And this is another thing that I feel like God is speaking to us as a church and individuals about. If you recall the last couple of weeks when we had Pastor Sully, I think two weeks ago, he talked about increasing faith and increasing our faith by what we see and hear and do and think. And then last week, Dad, Pastor Tark spoke on um, ever increasing faith and that if we have the faith as small as a mustard seed that we can do whatever we need to with God. And then on Sunday night, Pastor David Peters also spoke on faith. So I think that God is on that. You know, He wants us to move forward in this area as a church and step out in faith and with growth and acceleration, there needs to be that faith to back it up. And that means that we can have that for our own lives as well, not just in a church setting. God wants each of us to step up in faith, step up in faith for your family, for your job, for your finances, for your breakthrough, whatever it might be, God is on that that area of faith. And so maybe we can take a faith journey together and, and make it our daily prayer, Lord, increase my faith. Well, for some of us, it's, it's not quite that simple. We can be like the father in Mark 9 verse 23, and he says with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief, because God is so merciful. So even if we find it hard, we can still pray that prayer and know that God will come through. Secondly, to get out of our comfort zone, we have to make a decision. When Jesus calls, come follow me, or get out of the boat and walk on water, we need to have made a decision that our answer is gonna be yes. A um, couple of weeks ago, we had our women's service, and you may not have been there, but at night, and I'd got 
Sally Ann, Pastor Paul's wife, to share about um, stepping out in faith and going to Kaitaia. And she talked about how many years ago they felt the call to missions and they made a decision then that when that call came, their answer was yes. And they thought it would be overseas and then they, they thought it might be a few different places. But anyway, when they got approached to go to Kaitaia, um, Sally Ann shares she shared with us that you know, it was easy. The decision had already been made and the answer was yes. And she stepped out in faith. She stepped out of her comfort zone and they're doing a great job in Kaitaia. And for each of us, you know, it's great if we can come to that place where we've made that decision when those opportunities come. Sometimes opportunities come our way and we think, oh, you know, I'll just do that next time. There'll be another day. Um, some of the regrets that I have in my own life are opportunities that I didn't take. One of those opportunities was um, many years ago now when I finished my degree in marketing and accounting. You know, I just wasn't that motivated, probably just a bit too comfortable, and I didn't really get out there and try hard to get a good job or really work hard in my area of accounting. And so I ended up getting a job in the accounts department for a biotech company, and it was fine. I was there for a couple of years, but I feel like I could have done so much more, and it wasn't an opportunity that I took a hold of. On the flip side, um, again, quite a few years ago, I got asked to teach Pilates at Club Physical, which was quite out of the blue. And that was like, man, that's going to stretch me. And I said yes. And I did that for a number of years. And it was something that really did just um, push me out a little bit. It grew my confidence in front of people. It was really good for me. And I look back now and I'm glad that I did it. I don't do Pilates anymore. I probably should. But anyway, um, it was a good season. And it was one of those decisions I'm glad I didn't say no to. Sometimes opportunities do come and they're not necessarily from God. So it is always important to pray about it and to get counsel, you know, and check it out if this is from God. But if it is clearly an opportunity from God, it's something that you can do for Him or maybe it's an opportunity to pray for someone or um, to move into a new area that's gonna be a really good God thing, then I wanna encourage you, go for it. You know, say yes, take the opportunity when it comes. Sometimes I think about the heroes in the Bible and I think, what if they didn't take their opportunities? What if Queen Esther, when Mordecai came to her and said, hey, the Jews are gonna perish, there's a plot to kill them, you gotta go before the king, even though it meant you know, maybe she could die. What if she said, you know what, I'm already pushed out of my comfort zone. I'm already queen, that's hard enough. I don't wanna risk my life and go before the king. And what if she hadn't done that? Now it says in the Bible that deliverance would have come from another source because it's the Jews, but um, Esther and her father's household would have perished. Instead, she stepped over that comfort zone. She stepped over that line and she went before the king and she pleaded her case and she saved her people. And as we know, Haman went down the tubes. <laughs> Um, what about Daniel in the Bible? You know, if he hadn't been faithful to God, if he hadn't said, I don't care what the laws are, I'm praying to God three times a day in front of the window and I'm doing it. And he was thrown into the lion's den, but God then delivered him from the lion's den. And um, Darius, King Darius, he would have never issued the command for all the people of the whole world to tremble in fear before the God of Daniel. What about David? If he hadn't got over his comfort zone and said, you know what, I can face Goliath, I can go out there, and he killed Goliath. There's so many people in the Bible, and they were just ordinary people, but they stepped out of their comfort zone, they stepped out in faith, and they changed history. Not everyone in the Bible was so willing to step out of their comfort zone, though. 
um, Felix is an example of that. The Apostle Paul preached to the governor Felix about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come. And the Bible says that Felix was so disturbed by it that he trembled. But he said to them, he said to Apostle Paul, go your way for a time. When there is a more convenient season, I will call for you. But that more convenient season never came. Another time, Jesus and his disciples came to a little town in Samaria and all the people there cursed them. And his disciples, James and John, got a bit fired up and they said, let us call down fire from heaven and destroy them. And Jesus said, no. But as far as we know, he never went back to that town. So we need to make the decision now that we are gonna get out of our comfort zone. When those opportunities come our way, let's say yes. Let's take those opportunities for God. And finally, get around people who are gonna give you a gentle push out of your comfort zone. You know, every one of us needs people in our lives to help us get from where we are to where we're supposed to be. And God knows that. And He puts those people around us, whether we like them or not. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. And the hard thing is to respond rightly. And for me, you know, God in His wisdom put me around Sam, as I talked about, and He always pushes me out of my comfort zone. My dad pushes me out of my comfort zone. Every time I get up to do the announcements, He says to me, come on, you know, move around more, have a bit of fire. And, <laughs> you know, He's pushing me and, and I'm trying. <laughs> um, and then there's my kids. Man, do they push me out of my comfort zone. They take me over the edge completely. <laughs> but um, if I didn't have Sam and Dad and others in my life pushing me, honestly, I would probably be at home cooking and cleaning and walking. And that's about it because that's my comfort zone and I'm happy there. But God is good and He knows what we need. So let's make sure there are people speaking into us, encouraging us, helping us to step out, step up and get into that faith zone that God has for us. All right, I just wanna finish off giving you Four things, um, four benefits of getting out of our comfort zone. Because for me, I look at my comfort zone and I look at the things I need to overcome to get across that line and it does equal risk. It does equal a little bit, it's a bit scary, you know, it's a bit hard. But if I can get over that line, there are some great benefits that come with that. The first one is that you're gonna inspire others. What we do is noticed by other people. People are watching everything that we do and we say, and what we do gives them a role model for growth and change. And this doesn't just apply at work or at church, but in your family as well, with your kids. And I'm sure you can all think of people in your own lives that have been teachers or role models to you that have pushed you further, have made you go further in life than you ever thought that you could go. By stepping out and believing in ourselves, it allows us to be that person for others. Number two, we'll have less regrets at the end. None of us want to get to the end of life and think, man, you know, I didn't run hard enough. I didn't really live for God. I didn't share my faith. I didn't give whatever it is. I, didn't, I wasn't that, you know, family person I should have been. We don't want to get to the end of our life and feel like that. And by living a life where we step out of our comfort zone and we do our best to give our all to God and live entirely for Him, then we're not going to have those big regrets at the end. I'm sure we all have some regrets, but you know, we can eliminate some of them by doing that. Number three, comfort, um, you'll define yourself authentically. And I like this one. Comfort's often defined by doing what everyone else does, you know, conforming to the norms and to the pressure around us. It's comfortable to just do what others are doing, to not step out, to not speak out, to not stand out, to just blend in. But by pushing into new areas and doing new things, standing up for your faith or whatever it might be, 
We have the chance to authentically define who we are and to break free of the limitations that others put around us, you know, their, their expectations, what they think we can do. And as a church, that's what we try to do here at Church Unlimited. We, we don't wanna be like the church down the road. We wanna be the church that God's called us to be. And we try very hard as a church not to just copy, although we can always learn from others, but you know, to seek God and ask God, where does He want us to go? What does He want us to focus on? So that we can be authentically who God wants us to be. And that's what He wants for us as individuals as well. And number four, your life experience will be fuller. Those of us who have been forced to change understand that what's comforting isn't always best for us. When we get uncomfortable in life by stepping out of that comfort zone and we start to learn what we're truly capable of doing, it's a good thing because all of us are capable of so much more than we think. And, you know, as we push past those limits with God on our side, our life experience is going to be a whole heap richer and we're going to hit that mark that God has for us. God wants us to get uncomfortable with where we're at right now. He wants to disturb us a little bit. Why? Because He wants the very best for us. And as long as we think that we're good enough, we're not gonna strive to get any better. As long as we think that we're wise enough, we're not gonna become any wiser. If we think that we've climbed high enough, we're not gonna climb any further. God has so much more for each of us. Sometimes we can get stuck in a place that was meant for temporary relief and make it a place of permanent comfort. Jonah does this in Jonah 4. Now after Jonah goes through the process of running away from God, he gets swallowed by a fish, spit out, he goes to Nineveh, he preaches what God told him to say, that in 40 days, you know, you're gonna get overthrown. And then he um, finds a spot and he sits back and he watches what's gonna happen. And God provides a vine for him. And he's so happy about that. He's really comfortable. He sits down under that vine. It provides nice shade. He's comfortable. But then God also provides a worm to eat that vine and the vine's taken away. And Jonah's mad. He's angry that this vine is gone. And, and it says in the Bible that um, God says to him, it's not right that you're so angry about this vine because he was trying to make a, a place of temporary relief, a place of permanent comfort. And we can all be a bit like that in life. You know, we can get stuck in a rut, stuck in the same spot, and we just need to push forward and push through and get out of that um, rut and, you know, get out from under that vine and get out into our communities or involved in our church or whatever it is that God is calling us to do. Because at the end of the day, this life is only for temporary relief. Our permanent comfort is on the other side of life in eternity. <laughs> we need to align our concerns with God's concerns, to be concerned about the things that really matter to be moved enough to be bothered to get up from under our vine and do that thing that God is challenging us to do. If the musos could just come up, that'd be great. So let's be stirred this morning to push past our comfort zone and step out, increase in faith, to make a decision that when those opportunities come, the answer's gonna be yes. It might be big opportunities, it might be small things, whatever it is, let's make that decision that the answer's gonna be yes and get around people that are gonna push us out of our comfort zone because with God and a bit of faith and a bit of courage, I really believe that each one of us can be those people that step out over that line and not only make a difference, but potentially change history. You know, God has that so much more for each one of us. And as we step out, He can use us like never before. Why don't you just stand with me this morning?
We're just going to take a few minutes. We're going to sing that song.